Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. John chapter number four. While you're turning there, I want to say it's also been a great opportunity to meet uh, Brother Calhoun's parents and uh, just been an incredible time. It's been a great time to spend uh, getting to know Brother and Sister Buxton uh, a little better. And I've enjoyed that so much. And it's great to see Sister Clark here and great to see all of you. Yes, I was here in 19. 19- 92 or 91. And uh, I think the only person that I remember, please don't take this personally, but I think the only person I remember was Sister Kathy, the secretary. Um, but as an evangelist, you meet so many people, you're just coming and going. But I want to tell you, it's good to be back in Texarkana. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I can tell that you remember me. Just having a little fun. John chapter number four. Sincerely feel like I have a word for this church. John chapter number four. We're going to just kind of bounce through this chapter. We're not going to read every single verse because I know it's so familiar. But I do want to just read several verses here. John chapter number four, verses four through seven. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Then cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Let's go to verse number 11. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Verse number 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in that saidest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Skipping down to verse number 28. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city. And saith unto the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. I want to talk to us for several moments here this morning about the significance of the well. The significance of the well. Could we just lift our hands one more time and let's lift our voices. Let's pray together. Let's pray that God would speak to us in a special measure by the authority of the name of Jesus. Father, under the canopy of your presence and your glory in this great celebration, dedication, Father, I pray for the Spirit of God to move here By the authority of the name of Jesus, God, I pray for the spirit of wisdom 
and understanding and the knowledge of him. That you would give us an understanding. Open up our eyes. Help us to recognize the potentiality of the present and the promises of the future that are before us. We won't fail to give you the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Let's give him praise. Let's lift our voices and give him praise. Let's shout with a voice of triumph. Somebody just get loose a little bit. I'm still feeling Friday night. I'm still feeling the power and the momentum of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. I have read this story. I can't even tell you how many times I've read John chapter number four, as I'm sure so many of you have. And one day, my eyes were opened, and John chapter number four became a transcendent threshold for me. And I have tried to follow after and pursue some of the very important principles and realities that are found in this incredible chapter. As we all know at the outset of this, the Lord Jesus dismisses himself from the company of the disciples. They are not prepared. They're not ready yet to go on this journey. We recognize upon their return a little bit later in this story that they are shocked that Jesus is not just talking to a Samaritan, but he's talking alone to a woman that was a a breach of ethics of the day. Uh, Just the fact that Jesus would even suggest going to Samaria had, I'm sure, questionable looks and questions in their mind. But the Bible says that Jesus must needs go. He cometh to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar. A better name would be called Shechem. And there's so much rich, deep history that is attached to uh, Shechem. And some expositors believe that Sychar and Shechem are synonymous. Others believe that they're uh, a short distance apart. But nonetheless, it is rich with biblical purpose and meaning. Jesus goes and he sits upon the edge of a well, not just any well, It is, as the Bible says, it is a well that is attached to Jacob, and it's attached to a piece of property. In the Word of God, according to the book of Genesis, chapter number 12, the very first time that we have this occasion with Shechem is found under the ministry of Abram. You may remember in Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 6. Um, if I could just get to it here. The Bible says, And Abram passed through the land under the place of Sychem, that preceded Shechem, under the plain of Moreh. And the Canaanite was then in the land, and the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and there builded an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. This is immediately after Abraham took his journey and he stops and the Lord appears to him at Shechem and he builds an altar. We also find that Jacob, and in fact it's the very first and the exact same setting that is being quoted here in John chapter number four. It says, 
in verse number 18 of chapter number 33. And Jacob came to Shechem, the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Pardaram and pitched his tent before the city. And he bought a parcel of land where he had spread his tent, and he erected there an altar and called it Elahio Israel. Interestingly, at Shechem, you have two of the patriarchs that it is recorded that are building an altar. This is important because an altar was nothing more than a mound of dirt. It did not have some of the significance that the false uh, polytheistic nations had surrounding Israel, and God wanted that way. It was just a mound of dirt. But I want us to understand that it was a mount. It was vertical. It was vertical. It was something that was pointing towards heaven. But yet we find a well in the very same place that goes, it becomes subterranean. It goes beneath. And I believe that you're only going to be able to go as deep as your altar goes vertical. If we're going to go, if we're going to start digging, we first have to build an altar. I believe this is the biblical precedent that is being set for us here in Shechem. Here in John chapter number 4, Jesus is sitting on the edge of a well that has a long history that has a root of history that goes all the way back to the patriarchs that built altars there before a well was dug there. has incredible significance. And while Jesus is there at noon, here comes a woman with a water pot. Now, I've heard a lot about this woman that she did not go at uh, at the break of day. Um, which is about 6 a.m. in the Jewish day, was at 6 a.m. But she rather came at noontime because she was a woman of ill repute. She was a woman of reputation. She was a woman that had a present lifestyle that was out of sync with the word of God and out of the will of God. But yet Jesus did not go there when women came for uh, to gather water for their households at the break of day. Jesus was there for a woman of ill repute. And he said he must needs. <laughs> I have to go meet this woman. I have to talk to that sinner. I have to meet to that woman that's in adultery. I have to, I have to go to that person that's full of shame and condemnation. I have to go to that woman that doesn't even have truth. I have to go to that woman. Come on, landmark. Your greatest days are ahead of you. I thank God for the years and years of faithfulness. As I look across this great congregation, I see a multi-generational congregation, and I thank God for that. I see a multinational congregation. I thank God for that. But I'm going to tell you, your greatest days are ahead of you. Your greatest revival is ahead of you. This might be one of the reasons why Jesus departed from the disciples. They couldn't have handled this. And so a conversation ensues at the edge of a well. Now my very first biblical education and introduction with wells is found with Abram. That's a great place to start. In fact, that's probably the watermark, the high mark of the usage of wells. Because wells represented to the patriarch, they they represented residency. You cannot stay in this land if there is not water. Abram, that that had been raised by the raging river Euphrates, a fresh water that flowed from uh, the mountains of Ararat. He was raised where there was flowing water. 
we do not find that he was a man that had uh, soil under his fingernails. We do not find where he used crude implements to 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 dig a well because he'd been raised by the river. Euphrates. He had been raised in one of the fertile crescents of civilization. But now following the call of God, he's in a place where it's arid. He's in a place where it's just level ground. He's in a place where there are no bricks, where there are no babbling streams, where there is no raging river. But he did what anybody does. I'm just going to have to do whatever I got to do. I know how to build an altar and go up, but now I'm going to start going down. Now I got to dig inside here. Now I got to go below the surface. Now I got to go below terra firma. Now I got to go below flora and fauna. Now I got to begin to dig. But whatever it takes, I'm going to dig till I get God. I'm going to dig till I get resource. I'm going to dig until I get water. Somebody clap your hands and give him praise. I believe that your pastor and his wife are people that are not afraid to dig. I believe that Landmark Church is not a church that's afraid to dig. Hallelujah. And so every one of these wells had a name. Because it's quite an experience to dig a well. It's quite an experience to look for something that you don't even see. (laughs) It's quite an experience to just start digging and and don't know when to stop. But there's got to be something in you that says, I ain't stopping until we get a breakthrough. I ain't stopping until we hit this thing. I'm not stopping until we get white life. I'm not stopping until we get something that can sustain us. Something that can provide residency. The Philistines were afraid that they're going to connect with water. The Philistines and the enemies that were in that land, they said, you know what? They'll get tired after a few years. They'll get tired after a few days. They'll get tired after just getting their hands dirty and not finding anything. I'm glad you've got a pastor that doesn't have quit in him. I'm glad you've got a pastor's wife that says we're here to do the will of God. We're not looking backwards. We're looking forwards. Because the significance of a well is is that you cannot have residency If there's not water there. And so sometimes you just got to take it upon yourself to dig. Because you know in the spirit. You know what God's put in your heart. You know what it says in the word of God. That you know it's there. Secondly, that water guarantees us of a future and future growth. Because not only are our animals going to survive, no long, not only are we going to survive, but my children are going to be able to survive here. And whatever God blesses us with is going to be able to survive here because now there's life. Where there's water, there's life. And thirdly, the well represented, this is ours. Possession. And possession requires protection. Which is why there was so much contention over the wells. Is because the Philistines and neighboring nations knew that if he continues to dig wells, it's not just going to be his family. But there's going to be other people that relocate here. He's going to have children. He's going to have an Isaac. He's going to have a Jacob. He's going to have a Joseph. There's going to be an Israel. There's going to be a God's people. There's going to be a future. There's going to be revival. They're going to take over the land as far as they can see to the north, as far as they can see to the south, as far as they can see to the east, as far as they can see to the west. If we're going to take them out, we got to take them out at a well. If we're ever, come on somebody. We didn't come here to just play patty cake. We're going to dig. We're going to dig with the pastor. We're going to dig with the pastor's wife and we're going to dig until there's life. Yeah. 
And so these, these archaic wells, they became the nucleus of what became communities. Because it is an impossibility, at least in biblical times, for anybody to have residence without water. And so these wells represented the center of a community, which meant that eventually they would need protection, which meant that ultimately they built walls. Archaeologists studying Shechem and Sychar were surprised to find here just recently that there was still a wall there. Because a well has to have a wall. Because if we don't put that wall up, you're going to have marauders. You're going to have nomads. You're going to have Bedouins. You're going to have people that are shepherds. You're going to have people trying to take that well. And ladies and gentlemen, that wall is doctrine. I thank God for the wall that's around this church. The wall is doctrine. The well does not exist for the wall. The wall exists to protect the well. I've been to some churches that got walls and no wells. And it was a prison. But I can tell you what I feel here today. I feel a well and I feel a wall. I feel like we're in a good place today. I feel like you can raise your family. Oh, come on, somebody. I feel like we can have revival here. I feel like it's more than survival. I feel like we're going to thrive here. Somebody shout. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. Thank God for the well. And thank God for the wall. And now I'm thanking God for the watchman on the wall. You've got a well, you've got a wall, and you've got a watchman. Let's thank God. Let's give him praise. Not just any watchman, but says, you know what? It's time for another well. And then it's time for another well. And then Abraham said, no, 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 no. We need to expand over there. We need to expand over here. Somebody shout and give God the glory. At some point in time, we're talking daughter works. We're talking neighboring cities. We're talking more wells. Somebody shout! There's going to be young men come out of here that said, Pastor, it's time for me to dig. You're going to see young couples come out of here that said, that city needs a well. I know I've already said it, but I just enjoy saying this. I've been to places that have walls, and there's no wells. Ladies and gentlemen, our world is not looking for rules and regulations. That's pretty weak. Man, I walked into a church just like this about 37 years ago. last thing in the world I was looking for was more rules and regulations. I'd already been breaking the law out in the world. Why would I want to go to a church where there's more rules and regulations? But I'll tell you what I did deal. I felt the water. I took a drink of that water. And I thought, oh my goodness, whatever I got to do to get this, I want this. This is what I've been looking for. This is what I'm needing. This is bringing healing. This is bringing deliverance. This is I'm telling you, this entire region is waiting on this well. Oh, let's just go ahead and praise him right now for a little bit. I know it's Sunday morning. I've been waiting all weekend to get to this pulpit. I'm telling you, there's water in this place. There's water coming up here. There's water. You can build a family here. You can build a future here. You can be, you can be an entrepreneur here. You can do the will of God here. You may be seated. 
Jesus could have gone to the city park. Jesus could have. Maybe there was a little spot on the side of the road there that had a little drink place for beverages for people that were weary. But he chose to have this conversation with this woman at the well. And when I started to read this through that particular spiritual perspective, it all opened up to me. You see what a well does is it opens a portal between the seen and the unseen. It opens up a window to the supernatural. I've heard that the well... Jacob's well that is here at Sychar was over a hundred feet deep. That there are people that had gone down there to dive. That actually nine people lost their lives through recorded history trying to study Jacob's well. It was deep. It was generational. If your pastor feels to preach a certain way, you just turn him loose and say, you know, I don't know who he's preaching to, but I'm 100% behind this man of God because the well's got to go deep. We got a big city. It's got to be deep. It's got to go beyond a honky-tonk. It's got to be deep. It's got to go beyond drugs and alcohol. It's got to be deep. It's got to go beyond modern politics. It's got to be deep. It's got to go deeper than social media. It's got to be deep. It's got to be better than a dance floor. It's got to be... Somebody help me preach. Landmark, when people come into this well, hallelujah, they need to see more excitement than they've seen at the honky-tonk. They need to feel more power and joy than they felt at a psychologist's office or the psychiatrist. One drink of this water and you'll leave your water pot. Somebody shout with a voice of triumph. My God, if you're going to send people anywhere, send them to the well. Not a program. Not denominationalism. Not a fancy modern contemporary Christian rock group. The well is deep. So Jesus is at this place where at one time there was prayers that went up. And now there's a well that goes down. And you got to have both of those components in the equation to have what we're fixing to talk about. A woman of ill repute. I've already mentioned some of the characteristics and the content of her character and her behaviors. Trying to avoid the the sneers and the narrow looks. This woman of ill repute. I don't know, maybe she just got up later in the day. I used to have kind of a wild lifestyle. Maybe she got up a little bit later in the day, but whatever the occasion was and the purpose was, she's there at the well at noon. And there's a man sitting there. And Jesus begins this with a request.
Give me some water. You know, God is not afraid to start the conversation. I know years ago, God talked to me, he spoke to me with a question. God is not afraid to start the conversation. And I'll, I'll venture to say there's people all over this metroplex that God is already talking to. And I'm saying, God, if you're going to send those people anywhere, send them to the well. The haggard form of humanity sets her water pot down. Jesus begins a conversation. For what's about to unfold. And so. Jesus begins to talk to her about this water. I would venture to say just by what I know of your pastor and what I know about this congregation that you talk about the Holy Ghost all the time. You talk about the spiritual resources that God has available all the time. And sometimes it takes more. So now it's time for the honesty test. Call thy husband. Jesus already knew the answer. Jesus wanted to find out how real she was willing to be. And you know, that's really a big deal in our, in our day and age because people specialize in facades. We're a culture that's become highly anonymous through social media and the internet. We can't do that with God. Jesus said, call thy husband and she responded correctly that says, I have no husband, and you know the rest of the story. You know, in a lot of our churches, we need to deal with immorality. We need to deal with adultery. We need to deal with fornication. We need to deal with with perversion. We need to deal with this transgender. But you can't do it unless there's a well there. You can only talk about this stuff successfully if there's a well there. If there's a well where prayers have gone up and, and, and digging's been going down and there's water there, you can address homosexuality and you're not going to offend people. You can address adultery and you're not going to offend people. You can address, a, come on somebody, because Jesus Jesus didn't dare to condemn. Jesus wasn't there to put in hell. Jesus was in there to connect you with reality. You can talk about this stuff when there's a well there. We had a pastor a few years ago called me up. He said, is this Pastor Mayo? I said, yes, sir. He said, I've got a bunch of drug addicts and alcoholics. I'm getting ready to send them over to Cornerstone because I don't know what to do with them. I said, you just send them over. I'll send a van over. We'll send cars over, whatever you got. Just send them over this way. You know what? If other churches doesn't want them, we'll take them. Well, we got a guy over here that's that's a transgender. You just send him over here, and we'll watch God cast the devil out of that and put the power of another world in that. But you can't do that unless it's at a well. Somebody shout. Somebody give him praise. Some psychiatrist is probably telling him, you just go ahead and be whatever you need to be. Jesus said, no, 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 no. You're going to be what I called you to be. You're going to be what I made you to be. But you can only do that at the edge of a well. I've been a lot of places where there's walls and they end up running off a lot of people. But when you got a well right there as a permanent resource, that when you get a drink of this, you ain't never going to get enough of this. You ain't never going to get tired of this. You ain't never going to walk away from this for long. If you backslide, it'll haunt you every day of your life. Not that, you, not that, not that people are against you, but that I got to get back to the source. I got to get back to God. I got. 
When that spirit is moving and we've had a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost and prayer and praise have gone up and the resource is present, I can speak to that congregation anything as long as it's in love. Let's go ahead and thank God. The significance of the well. Come on, the devil may have tried to fill this up with carnality. Come on, Isaac. It's time to redig it and not rename it. It's time to get the boulders out. It's time to get the carnality out. It's time to get the flesh out. It's time to get the instruction out and get back to the flow. And <laughs> We had a guy... Years ago, Wednesday night Bible study, and one of the ushers called me at about 4.30. He said, Pastor, when are you coming to church? I said, well, I'm just now getting ready. It'll be a little bit. He said, there's a guy here that wants to see you. I said, okay. Well, I'll get there as quick as I can. Pastor. He's different. Okay. He called me about 20 minutes later. He said, Pastor, are you on your way yet? I'm just about to leave. He's really different, Pastor. Okay. When I walked in there, there was a man stood up and politely introduced himself. I shook his hand. He said, uh, I'm a transvestite. You are responding perfectly. I didn't expect anybody to shout right there. I said, okay. He said, I want to be saved. He said, I was voted as the drag queen of Seattle two years in a row. And I'm dying of AIDS. And I want to be saved. I said, you're in the right place. I've come to this part of the world to tell you that God could save anybody. Mass murders, death row, hormonal sex changes. I don't care what the, what the devil tries to do to people. All it takes is the power that's in that well. Somebody go ahead and shout. Are we going to have revival? This congregation is going to have revival. You need to just buckle up and buckle in because it's for it's all over. You're going to see the worst people in this city. God's going to bring this one and God's going to bring that one and God's going to bring this one and they're going to turn your city upside down. And at the end of the preaching, this man was the first one in the altar. Blubbering like a baby. Put him down in the water. Baptize him in the only name. He came out of the water speaking in other tongues. Don't tell me that God's not big enough. Come on, this well's got to go deep. There's people looking for water. Speaking in other tongues. His AIDS went into remission. I've seen a lot of people get baptized that had cancer or some incurable situation, AIDS, and it go into remission. And I believe that that was God's way of saying, we'll take it all the way through if you keep on. 
Let's just lift our hands and praise Him. I I apologize to get so excited here on a Sunday morning, but I can't contain it. I'm telling you what I feel in this place. I'm telling you what I feel in Landmark. I'm telling you that the greatest miracles that eyes have ever seen are about to happen. I'm here to tell you that the greatest revival that this congregation has ever experienced is yet to happen. Somebody just go ahead and shout for a minute. Somebody just go ahead and praise him for a moment. You that are visiting with us today, this is all about that water. This is all about that well. This is all about that resource. And God's got some for you. Come on, somebody praise him. Let's just let the Holy Ghost have his way today. I believe I'm going to get on board with this. I've listened to the lies of the devil as long as I shall. I believe we can have this. I believe that the horizon is filled with promise. She passed the morality test. Let's see if she can pass the false doctrine test. But see, you can't do this stuff unless there's a well there. You're going to scare a lot of people off. But if that well's there, you can talk to people about anything. And they won't run. You know, through the years, in some situations through the years... People have tried to paint us all with a broad brush and said they're against everything. Honey, we're not against everything. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. Yeah, but you get to do this. You get to do that. You get to do this. And then you get to go to heaven. I mean, let's qualify all this. Well, I can't do that. I can't feed my flesh. And I can't go to the bar. You ain't, you ain't been to the well yet. You know, that's your problem. What we need to do is get a drink. We need to reach way, way. And it's in the deep. It's not between your ears. It's not just some little meditation. It's way down on the inside of you. To where spirit touches spirit. The significance of the well. I remember one time there was an influential, well-to-do couple, charismatic couple that came to an apostolic church. They came to the pastor and said, we just absolutely love what we feel here. It's, it's unlike anything we've ever been to. They said, but there's just one thing. And the pastor said, oh, what's that? And they said, you know, we want to make this our church home. But we're just asking you just to maybe just bend a few things. We could really be a blessing to you, pastor. We could really be a blessing to your church. The pastor said, well, what's that? He said, well, you know, this thing about television And the pastor said, you guys like the prayers here? Oh, you like the worship here? Oh, you like the preaching here? Oh, you love the altar call and the power of the afterglow that meets with us every single week? Oh, we let television in. You ain't going to feel it in the prayers. It's going to affect our praise. You're gonna, it's going to affect the preaching. You're asking me to do things that are going to affect the well. We're not touching that well. We're not going to put anything in that well. We're not going to obstruct the flow. Oh, somebody help me out. When your pastor draws a line, he's thinking about the well. He's thinking about the purity. He's thinking about the power that comes out of that well. Are you ready for this? 
She says, what are you doing talking to me? Because the Samaritans, Samaritans are a byproduct of the Assyrian captivity of the times of the Gentiles. Very historic. They were half-breeds. And the woman says, you being a Jew, you're not even supposed to be talking to me. But see, she didn't know who Jesus was, and she didn't know how Jesus operates. Jesus will talk to anybody. She said, we worship over here at Mount Gerizim. Are you ready? Hang on. You worship, you know not what. But the time now is. She was about to get the greatest revelation ever given to a mortal in the New Testament. That they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Why don't we do some of that right now? That can only happen where there's a well. You send all those good Baptist folks here, and if you're Baptist here, you're gonna have to forgive me. I don't want, I don't mean to sound offensive. Maybe I should not do that. But where I live, there's all kinds of this. There's Heinz 57s, and we go to this, and we go to that. I'm gonna tell you, it doesn't matter where you are. When you come to a place where there's spirit, and you come to a place where there's truth, now you're ready for a revelation. But people can only handle that where there's a well! She didn't run off. She passed the morality test. The immorality test. She passed the false doctrine test. Now she's ready. We know that salvation is of the Jews. A Savior is about to come. I, that I'm speaking to you, I'm he. She now got a revelation of the identity that can only happen where there's a well. Let's lift our hands and give God the praise. Our culture is diametrically opposed to our principles and our ways. But if we can create a well landmark, God says you're going to reach beyond this this area. You're going to go beyond the highway. You're going to go beyond the freeway. You're going to go beyond the line. You're going to go this way. You're going to go that way. I'll send people to you that are in immorality. I'll send people to you that are in false doctrine because I can trust the well. And right about now, here comes carnality. Here comes the disciples with a Burger King bag with a little grease stain in the corner of it. And they're perplexed to see Jesus talking to a woman in Samaria. And the woman sees the look on their face. Landmark, we ought to smile as broad and big. I'll just tell you what I tell our church because this church has the spirit of excellence. I'm not, I'm not telling you something you don't already know. Not with this leadership. I'm going to tell you when you greet people, you be smiling. You have the right spirit. We, we, we don't want anybody running off thinking we don't like them and we're against them and we're here to condemn them. I want to tell you we are for them. It doesn't matter if you live in the ramshackle back seat of a car down on the river's edge. You can walk out of here with a drink of water. It doesn't matter if you're living in a house or a den of iniquity you can walk out of here with a drink of water come on somebody but the most beautiful part of this story she left her water pot I might have been involved with some affair on the internet. But after that service at Landmark, 
I forgot all about that. I might have walked in here thinking about that we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna burglarize somebody's house. But after I went to the well, you know what? I don't think that's a great idea. I might have thought about leaving my wife and children and going out and just having an affair. But after going to the well that morning, I felt like God talked to me. I'm gonna tell you there's somebody here today. There's somebody here next week. There's somebody here in consecutive days and years that will leave their water pot. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. The significance of the well. So true. She didn't just go back to her boyfriend. She didn't just go back to the bar. She didn't just go back to some occupation, whatever it might be. She went to everybody in that city and said, you know what? I know we've been going to this church for years, but you got to go to Landmark. I know we've been going over here for generations, but have you been to Landmark? I know that we've been going over there for days and days and grandma and grandpa, da, 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 da. but have you been to Landmark? There's something happening over there. I've seen things over there. i felt things over there. I received things over there. Somebody help me preach right now. If we can get this well where it needs to be, you'll empty congregations. You'll convert congregations and the city came out clap your hands and give him the praise stand to your feet with us and clap your hands and let's give Jesus the praise Come on, this well's got something for you. This well's got it for your family. This well is for your neighbors. This well is for your co-workers. This well is for everybody. Let's lift our hands and pray together right now. Lift your voice with me if you would right now. Jesus is showing us how to have revival. How to break a city in half that is diametrically opposed to the principles of the church. Maybe you're here today. Come on, let's pray, church. Maybe you're here today and you say, I want a drink of this. I want a taste of that water. I want some of that. This altar's open to you. The front of this church is open to you. Come on. Why don't you bring somebody by the hand? deep and God knows how to get down there God knows how to bridge the gap God knows how to bring that to your life come on somebody come on this altar is open all over this congregation all over this neighborhood all over this city all over this region there's a well in Texarkana